0: Coffee and Crayons is a back-to-school podcast coming soon from Target and Slate Studios. It's not a Parkast podcast, but we do think you'll like it. Parents give their kids the support they need to thrive. But who supports
1: the parents? Join host and parent Mallory Kasdan as she talks compassion, creativity, and inclusion with parenting influencers and
0: everyday people. Subscribe now to Coffee and Crayons on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Western Governors University is an online university that's changing lives by changing
0: higher education. They offer degrees in business, IT, teaching, and nursing. You can study anywhere, anytime your schedule allows. You can even move through the material you already know, so you can finish faster and graduate with less debt. Get your $65 application fee waived at
1: wgu.edu greatwomen It was 2006, and Indra Nooyi had just been appointed the president of PepsiCo. She rushed home to share the exciting news with her family. Yet, despite her tremendous achievement, her mother ordered her to go to the store to buy milk.
0: Why do I have to buy the milk and not somebody else, Indra demanded. Indra was now the highest-ranking indian born woman in corporate America. Anyone else might agree she deserved a break but her mother was sure to always keep her
1: children's feet on the ground. She told her daughter, quote, "Leave your crown in the car. Don't walk in here with it because you're first a wife and a mother, and if the family needs milk, you go get it. That is your primary role in
0: life." End quote. Indra knew what she needed to do. She got back in her car to go buy the milk. The argument in the kitchen that night was a harsh lesson for Indra, but one that ultimately helped shape her leadership style. From products to employees, Indra would rethink her entire
1: approach to running a corporation like PepsiCo. She'd bring passion, humility, and hard work. She knew her mother was right. If she wanted to lead by example, she would need to leave the crown off altogether.
0: Welcome to Great Women of Business.
1: I'm Vanessa Richardson. And I'm Molly Brandenburg. In this podcast, we don't just tell you about women who
0: changed the face of business, we tell you how they changed the face of business. We'll spotlight business principles that you can use yourself and dive into the complex lives and unique challenges faced by female visionaries, icons, and leaders. New episodes of our 12-episode series will come out on Tuesdays,
1: and you can find us on your favorite podcast directory. While you're there, we'd truly appreciate a five-star review. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as
0: at Parcast, and on Twitter at Parcast Network. Today, we're spotlighting the inventive, creative mind of Indra Nuyi. Indra's bold, problem-solving techniques brought about huge changes for PepsiCo when the company was struggling in the early 1990s. And she still provides the corporation with strong leadership today. Pepsi's updated product
1: portfolio is a reflection of Indra's strategic success at tapping into diverse markets. She not only offered customers healthier products, but made sure that they had a snack or beverage to choose from for any occasion. Indra Krishnamurthy was born on October 28, 1955, in Madras, or what is now known as Chennai, India. Her family speaks Tamil and are from the Brahmin class. Brahmins
0: are a prominent Hindu class of priests and intellectuals. This social classification, known as the caste system, is one that dates back thousands of years. The system was a social hierarchy that divided Hindu people in four rigid categories.
1: These castes were historically quite segregated, but in the 1950s, independent India's constitution banned discrimination
0: on the basis of caste and set out to bring about more equality between them. Chennai is located on the Bay of Bengal in eastern India. During Indra's childhood, the city was home to middle-class Brahmin families and wealthier, new-money communities. Indra's father, Krishnamurthy, worked in the
1: state bank of Hyderabad and was away for long stretches of time, traveling for work. When Indra's parents were first making their decision on where to settle down, they had
0: to consider how much time Krishnamurthy would be on the road. Indra's mother, Santa, made the decision to do everything she could to give her kids the very best education. Even though it meant spending more time away from her husband, Santha decided to make their home in Madras, the capital of the state of Tamil Nadu, so their children would grow up in a prominent school district. The state of
1: Tamil Nadu was and has remained a hub for academics and the arts. Santha moved in with her father-in-law, Narayana Sharma. He helped Santha raise her three children, Indra, Chandrika, and Narayanan.
0: Indra's mother, Santa, believed academic excellence was the key to success, and she was not alone. Education was a cultural obsession in Tamil Nadu and across southern India, where a special emphasis was given to female education. Indra once said, quote, the entire family focused on grades. When parents got together, all they discussed was report cards of their children, end quote. As a young girl in the 1960s,
1: Indra attended one of the oldest and most acclaimed schools in Madras, called the Holy
0: Angels Anglo-Indian Higher Secondary School. Report cards were issued on the 30th of every month, with not just grades but also rankings of each student. Parents and grandparents waited in their doorways at the end of every month, eagerly awaiting news on the academic standing of their children.
1: Indra said this pressure to perform well instilled in her a tremendous work ethic— she
0: said, quote, My mother would cry if you didn't get a 100 in math. She added, quote, When you have that sort of a goal to make all the time, you must work your tail off, End quote. Her sister, Chandrika, who was two
1: years older than Indra, always performed well at school. This put added pressure on Indra. Her entire culture and childhood was one which demanded perfection
0: and excellence in all things. Indra said it was not always fun, but that it ultimately gave her many skills that were valuable later in life. But Indra didn't just work hard. She played hard as well. She was a member of the
1: school's cricket team. Cricket is a prominent Indian sport played with a ball and a bat. She was an incredibly competitive athlete. Indra also played the guitar in an all-female rock band. No activity was off-limits to Indra during her childhood.
0: In many ways, this indicates just how unique Indra's upbringing was. Her biographer, Annapurna, wrote in Indra Nuyi, a biography, that, quote, Indra and her siblings have always seen the world through the prism of their mother's faith and beliefs, end quote.
1: Santha wanted to raise religiously conservative, well-educated children. She wanted them to grow up and marry well but she also wanted them to
0: believe in themselves and know that they could really be anything they wanted in life. Indra's mother used to play a little game with her kids that Indra said had a profound impact on her future. After dinner, Santa would regularly have her children deliver speeches, pitching themselves as the president of India or the chief minister of a specific state.
1: Santha would vote on the best, most convincing speech and reward the winner with a piece of chocolate. Indra later said, quote, Even though my mother didn't work and didn't go to college, she lived a life vicariously through her daughters, so she gave us that confidence to be whatever we wanted to be. That was an incredibly formative experience
0: in my youth, End quote. Santha felt there should be no limit to what her children could accomplish, but she also insisted that no matter how far they go, they must never forget where they've come from.
1: She was an interesting study in contrasts, Indra said of her mother, who would say, I want you to be married when
0: you are 18 and make sure you aspire to be the prime minister. It soon became clear to Santha and her husband that their children had taken her words to heart. As a teenager in the early 1970s, Indra chose one of the best colleges in Chennai, Madras Christian College, for her undergraduate studies.
1: Despite its prestige as a high-ranking school, Indra's choice was fairly progressive because the school was co-ed. At the
0: time, in the early 1970s, most women went to all-girls schools. Many of the subjects that interested Indra the most, like chemistry, were not offered at the all-girls schools. So, in 1972, the conservative Krishnamurthy family agreed that 17-year-old Indra should go to Madras Christian College. In college, Indra had a natural confidence and a knack for leadership. She was incredibly strong-willed and never one to shy away from a boys' club. In fact, when a school publication needed additional funding to put out a new issue, she signed up to help recruit sponsors. It didn't bother her one bit that this task was typically set aside for the boys in the group. One of
1: her classmates at the time, VJ Phillip, remembers that she was the only girl among
0: them and that she stood out even more due to her confidence. Her intense desire to succeed also made her an excellent athlete as she continued her cricket career. Indra later said, Quote, I love the game of cricket.
1: I played it as a teenager and in college, and to this day, I cherish the lessons the game taught me about teamwork, integrity, respect, and healthy competition. From her early childhood to her college days, she carried her
0: enthusiastic spirit with her to everything she did in life. She earned a reputation for her perseverance and hard work. She also came to be known for her passionate and outspoken nature. Her classmate, Philip, remembered that once their class was given a particularly hard test, where everyone performed badly. Something wasn't sitting right with Indra about the test, so she got some of the others in
1: the class together to figure what went wrong. They discovered everyone had stumbled over
0: the same part of the test. So Indra tracked down the lecturer and showed him the problem with the test, earning the entire class a chance to redo it. Phillips said that this story was characteristic of Indra's commitment to success and to standing up for her beliefs.
1: She even demanded excellence from herself with regards to her hobbies. Another classmate, R. Wilfred Sugarmar, recalled that while participating in the theater program, Indra traveled to North India for a competition,
0: proudly returning with a prize. Sugarmar said, quote, She was that kind of person. She never accepted defeat. End quote. She became known as the person who could always get to the bottom of any issue or figure out any problem.
1: Indra calls this ability to solve any problem her hip pocket skill, or a special skill that not many people share in your field, that you keep in your back pocket. She
0: encourages everyone to develop a hip pocket skill. Indra said, quote, Interestingly, over my entire career, what I've been known for is making simple the complex, whatever the issue is. End quote. This hip pocket skill is a business principle that sets her apart from her
1: colleagues, who all agree that Indra can address any issue you throw at her. Author and entrepreneur CEO John Neshim calls this Indra's unfair
0: advantage. Indra's classmates also recalled that Indra was a great friend. Sugarmar said she was always down-to-earth and friendly. Her big personality and outspoken nature drove her success during those college years. In 1974,
1: when she was 19, Indra graduated with multiple bachelor's degrees in physics, chemistry, and mathematics
0: after just two years in college. After graduation, she was expected to go into teaching or research like many young women her age. But Indra had other ideas. She wanted to go into management. So, she enrolled in Indian Institute of Management, Calcutta, and completed a postgraduate program in business administration in 1976. She was 21. A fellow student at that time, Professor Ranjan Das, said...
1: Quote, there was no craze for an MBA education in those days. People who went for an MBA education were really front runners. End quote. In 1978, at the age of 23, Indra made a decision that was virtually unheard of in her community, one that would change her life. She was going to study in the United States.
0: Both Indra and her older sister chose to leave India to pursue higher education, and Indra explained how hard it was to get her family on board with the plan. She said, quote, It was unheard of for a good conservative South Indian Brahmin girl to do this. It would make her an absolutely unmarriageable commodity after that, end quote.
1: Traditionally, Indian men chose younger brides who stuck to traditional roles of running the home. Remember, Santha told her daughters she wanted them to be married by age 18.
0: Santha thought that the longer her daughters waited to pursue marriage, and the farther they strayed from traditional roles for women, the harder it would be to find them good husbands. At the time, Indra was working in India as a product manager
1: at Johnson & Johnson, but she felt like her education had only just started. Indra began to worry that if she did not leave the safety of her hometown community, she would never grow to her full potential. She would never be prepared to climb to the highest
0: ranks of business management. She had grown as much as she could in India. But Indra knew there had to be more. Indra's biographer wrote, quote, she was determined to study in the United States, where she felt all the action in her field of interest was, end quote.
1: Her next move needed to be a big one. Indra was ready to make a drastic change, one she hoped would change her life. She had no idea that it would change the world of business, too.
0: Now it's time for a quick break to talk about HelloFresh. Between recording podcasts and being a mom, it's hard to find time to grocery shop. You got that right. But with HelloFresh, ingredients for maple-glazed pork chops are delivered to my door. I spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping each week and get that time back to be a mom.
1: It's easy to do. Choose a plan, classic, veggie, or family. The box is delivered to your door in recyclable, insulated packaging and made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated, trusted sources.
0: Their simple recipes are outlined on pictured, step-by-step instruction cards so you can feel confident in your cooking. Plus, there are lots of one-pot recipes that require minimal cleanup.
1: For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit hellofresh.com slash women30 and enter the code women30. That's hellofresh.com slash women30. Offer code women30 for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh.
0: And here's something else you should know about. I had coffee with my aunt the other day. She runs a small printing shop. One of the things she said was that payroll and benefits were hard because she doesn't have time to be an expert in taxes and regulations. She's too busy running the business. She should try Gusto. They
1: make payroll, benefits, and HR easy for any small business. Both PC Mag and Fit Small Business called Gusto the best payroll for small businesses. That sounds good. Is it easy to use? Gusto makes payroll a breeze. Nine out of 10 users say Gusto is easier to use than other payroll solutions. Plus,
0: four out of five customers reduced payroll errors after switching to Gusto. That's very impressive. I'm going to tell my aunt about Gusto. And to help support the show,
1: Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited time deal. Sign up today and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash women. That's gusto.com
0: slash women. Now let's get back to the story. Indra Nui said, quote, I always had this urge, this desire, this passion to settle in the United States. And when she saw an ad for the Yale School of Management in a magazine in 1978, she said she made an impulsive decision to apply. Indra, then 23, was accepted and soon preparations began for her move to the U.S. Her parents were torn between wanting Indra to succeed and wanting her to stay close to home. They worried over how she would uphold Indian traditions, keep vegetarian, manage the cold weather, and if she would ever get married or come home again. Indra also really wanted things to work out at Yale. When she got to the
1: university in New Haven, Connecticut, she was determined not to be an outsider. She said, quote, I decided to join the gang. I went to school on the New York Yankees. I studied every statistic, everything about the team. Unless one became part of the whole process, one could feel very left out.
0: In many ways, this is an example of another business principle that played a huge part in Indra's success, which is her commitment to market research. Of course, marketing yourself isn't exactly the same as marketing a product like Pepsi, but Indra took a similar approach anyway. She studied her target demographic, her Yale University peers,
1: and adapted herself to fit in with them. Years later, when megatrends shifted across the snack food economy, Indra would diligently study the market and
0: adapt her product for maximum appeal, a survival trick she learned as a young adult. Market research can be an invaluable tool for maintaining or attracting new interest in old products. Lego Group learned this in the early 2000s when they discovered only 9% of households said that the primary user of Lego products was a girl. The company was missing out on 50%
1: of the market. They spent four years gathering information about their target market. They ran surveys and studies with 35,000 young girls and
0: their moms, hoping to better understand interests and habits. These studies helped them create products that were more engaging for girls. LEGO Succeeded tripling their market for girls' construction toys from $300 million in 2011 to $900 million in 2014. Indra knew that success was built on effective communication, and that in
1: order to communicate well, she would need to learn the language. Just as Lego learned the language of its female users, Indra learned the language of her peers,
0: baseball. Learning about American sports teams wasn't just a way for Indra to connect with her new classmates. Later in her career, she became famous for studying Michael Jordan's championship games for lessons on teamwork.
1: Indra said that she still draws on many of the lessons she learned at Yale, particularly with regards to communication. As a first-year student, she was required to
0: pass a course on effective communications. Indra said in a Financial Times interview that this class was, quote, "...invaluable for someone who came from a culture where communication wasn't perhaps the most important aspect of business, at least in my time." End quote. She recalled several team-building
1: exercises where you had to convincingly pitch a solution or a plan to others in your group. She said that understanding the points of view of those you're working with is key to presenting them a vision that they will be happy to go along with.
0: Indra was hard at work learning so many of the skills that helped mold her into a driven, innovative executive. Indra said that her time at Yale, more than anything, really expanded her worldview. She said, quote, The thing I learned in
1: my time at Yale was that shades of gray predominate. You need to think about an issue in its full glory and richness before you jump to a conclusion. So I came to Yale an intelligent person and left an educated
0: person, end quote. At Yale, she learned to consider the big picture, including all the gray areas, and to effectively communicate her vision, which ultimately made her a premier innovator in her field.
1: She graduated Yale with excellent references and a job already lined up. She entered the American workforce in 1980 at the age of 25 as the Director of International Corporate Strategy at the Boston
0: Consulting Group, or BCG. BCG is a management consulting firm that advises on business strategies for clients in the private, public, and not-for-profit sectors. Never afraid of hard work, Indra gave this job everything she had. Indra has said that she knows not many women like
1: to hear it, but she believes that being a woman, a person of color, and an immigrant all count as strikes against you. Because of those strikes, Indra knew she would always need to work harder to overcome them.
0: It's also possible that her drive to succeed was stoked by the childhood memories of her mother and grandfather anxiously waiting to see her report card. She knew that if she wanted to be successful as a woman in the industry, she would have to put in the work. But even despite any potential discrimination she would face, Indra always believed her strong work ethic would overcome. She said, quote, This is just a personal point of view. Ever since I've been in work
1: life, I had to produce an output that was so much better than what somebody else did, so I would work extra hard at it. That was the journey. But the problem is, this is the only journey I know. End quote. And even though she had already traveled from Madras to New Haven to Boston, her journey was only just beginning. Now that she was 25, living in Boston as a successful businesswoman, her mother began to pester her about her future.
0: In particular, Santa wanted her daughter to get married and settle down with a good man. Go ahead and dream, her mother used to say. But you've got to be a good Indian woman first. Indra was a conservative Indian woman at heart and wanted to please her mother.
1: Still, she certainly had no intentions of leaving the United States and would never stop dreaming big. She was determined to find a way to do both. In 1983, when she was 28, Indra Krishnamurthy found a way to live up to her mother's expectations and still make room for her own. That year, she married Raj Nuyi, a young man from a
0: good family who also went to business school and could relate to Indra's career plans. He was a graduate from the University of Chicago's MBA program and was working in manufacturing operations.
1: Little is known about how the couple met or their 37-years-and-going marriage, but Indra speaks
0: fondly of the support her husband has provided over the years. Indra said of her husband, quote, You have to pick the right husband. Raj is a great guy, and he's been a great support, and I don't know where I would have been without him, end quote. Raj was a great confidant for Indra, since he too worked in business and
1: understood the ins and outs of her job. Raj traveled for work a lot, so the young couple made their home a special place that they could share in the time they did spend
0: together. When her first daughter, Prita, was born in 1984, Indra came to fully understand her mother's conflict. Just like Santa, Indra wanted her daughters to marry and be well taken care of, while also feeling empowered to chase their dreams. Providing the best life for her
1: daughter, as well as being the best she could be in her professional life, was the ultimate challenge in work-life balance. Finding that balance was something Indra had her mind and her heart set on.
0: Finding that work-life balance is a business principle that's becoming more and more important to leading executives around the world. Indra felt the same way, but knew it would take some strategizing. After Prita was born, Indra left BCG
1: where she was working as a director of corporate strategy and planning and took a bigger position at Motorola in 1986. At the age of 31, she joined Motorola as the Vice President Director of Corporate Strategy and Planning. The pager was launched during her time at Motorola, putting the company
0: at the forefront of the mobile phone revolution. In 1990, 35-year-old Indra took a job as Vice President of Corporate Strategy and Planning at Asea Brown Boveri, a Swiss-Swedish automation company. She gave birth to her second daughter, Tara, in 1993,
1: but never slowed down at work. She quickly became one of their standout employees at ASEA Brown Boveri. The company was expanding into new territories,
0: and Indra played a big part in the exciting expansion. Indra's biographer, Porna wrote, Her skill in helping ABB find its direction in North America did not go unnoticed by onlookers outside of the company. She was making waves across the field of business, and soon, CEOs were knocking down her door to offer her jobs. Chairman and
1: CEO of General Electric, Jack Welch, tried to bring her onto their team in 1994. At the same time, Wayne Callaway, CEO of PepsiCo,
0: also reached out to Indra. Indra, who was 39 at the time, said Callaway made her a better offer than Welch, saying that he, quote, would make PepsiCo a special place for Indra. So she took the position of chief
1: strategist at the soft drink company, headquartered just outside of New York City in Purchase, New York. She knew that PepsiCo was one of the most respected and successful multinational companies in the world, and to simply be a part of that would be a
0: great honor. When Indra accepted PepsiCo's offer over General Electric, she knew she was going to be a part of something big and exciting. But even Indra had no idea just how big or exciting the position would be. It was, quote, a move that would change her life, wrote her biographer. This new job was the career boost she had worked so hard towards and one her mother regularly prayed for.
1: But it meant that she would have to make tough choices about raising her daughters. Indra and Raj knew that their careers would
0: only get more demanding, keeping them from home. They didn't want to rely on nannies, but they wanted to give Prita and Tara the care their parents had given them. So they began to recruit family members, offering gifts in exchange for babysitting, hoping to keep them happy and willing to help. Indra's parents made
1: frequent trips to the United States to spend time with their children. By the 90s, all three of Krishnamurthy's children lived in America, and Santha divided her
0: time helping each of her kids with their kids. By now, Indra was nearly 40 and a mother of two, balancing her family life with a high-powered position. The juggling act was tough, but the help she got from her family gave her some peace of mind that her daughters were well cared for. She knew her mother and her other relatives were teaching her children the traditions and rituals of Indian culture.
1: Indra employed another business principal during the critical years of early motherhood— she built up her team, both at work and at home. She empowered them to make decisions, trusting their instincts,
0: and shared the workload with them rather than carrying it alone. For instance, Indra's daughter Prita used to call her mother in the evenings to get permission to play video games. If Indra was unavailable, the receptionist was in charge. The receptionist would ask Prita if she'd done her homework and her chores, and if she was satisfied with the answers, she would grant Prita permission to play video games for half an hour.
1: Nuyi joked, quote, It's seamless parenting, but if you don't do that, if you don't develop mechanisms with your secretary, with the extended office, with everyone around you, it
0: cannot work, end quote. Indra is in good company among many high-powered female executives, all with their own mechanisms for balancing work and family life. Like Indra, Liz Wiseman, a former executive of Oracle, also believes it takes a village to raise a family. Wiseman told
1: Fortune magazine that, quote, Often the best parenting that's going on in our
0: house is grandparenting, end quote. The help she got from her relatives allowed Indra to put more focus and energy into growing her career. In 1994, when Indra became a part of PepsiCo, the company had three departments – soft drinks, salted snacks, and restaurants. Right after Indra joined the company, the restaurant branch began to
1: fail. The CEO at the time, Wayne Callaway, appointed Roger Enrico as the head of the restaurant sector and named Indra as his chief of staff for the department.
0: Restaurants were completely different from the other types of business Indra had handled. She felt completely out of her element.
1: Aside from being unfamiliar with the world of restaurants, failure was also foreign to Indra. It was time to show PepsiCo what she was made of. In her mind, failure was not just foreign, it was completely unacceptable. No division at PepsiCo
0: would fail under her watch. When Indra Nuyi joined PepsiCo in 1994, the company was investing billions of dollars into their restaurant division, acquiring brands like Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and Kentucky Fried Chicken. The business had been thriving with significant growth in the market until
1: 1994, when Indra says the restaurant business started softening, and softening in a dangerous way. We didn't like the trend.
0: Both Indra, who was now chief of staff of the restaurant sector, and Roger Enrico, the new head of the restaurant department, were new to the restaurant industry, which Indra believed to be beneficial. Quote, We had to learn it from scratch. We had no biases. We had no hidden agendas. We didn't have any baggage we were carrying. We just went and worked our way up and down the restaurants of every city, she said. The business principle of collecting and analyzing market
1: research became integral to their understanding of the business, and Indra's
0: trademark work ethic produced a fully comprehensive analysis. Working their way through the restaurants of every city meant literally visiting each branch of every restaurant that their department owned, which included all the Taco Bells, Pizza Huts, and Kentucky Fried Chickens in the nation. So Indra and Roger
1: traveled a lot, and not just to their own company's restaurants. They also checked in on their competitors. Indra said, quote, "...front of the house, back of the house. We checked quality, hygiene, everything. We tried to understand
0: the economics of the restaurant business." Together, they studied the saturation of restaurant markets and what changes were taking place between the late 80s and the early 90s. They wanted to determine if the industry as a whole was seeing a decrease in profits or if it was just PepsiCo restaurants. What they discovered was that the fast food industry was expanding
1: so quickly that there were just too many restaurants being built all at once. Indra said, quote, if you didn't build the next quick service restaurant, somebody else built it,
0: End quote. She explained the problem known as market cannibalization. For example, if PepsiCo built a Pizza Hut next to a Taco Bell, the Pizza Hut might steal business from the taco chain. Since they own both of these restaurants, they would likely see a decrease in sales at one or both establishments because of the competition. But if PepsiCo
1: didn't build anything, another company would put a competing fast food chain there and all of the potential business for that location would be lost. A Los Angeles Times article from 1997 elaborated on the problem. The article said, quote, PepsiCo's restaurant division has been struggling to generate steady profit. During the last year, for example, KFC performed well, while
0: profit at Pizza Hut and Taco Bell stalled. It was hard for each restaurant to maintain its regular sales, and even though all profits eventually made it to PepsiCo, they wanted every restaurant to be individually successful. Market cannibalization is generally seen as a negative outcome of competition. With the rise of online shopping, Toys R Us started losing business to other online retailers like Amazon and Target, where products were often just a few dollars cheaper. Toys R Us also had too many store locations, just like PepsiCo in the 1990s.
1: With the decrease in visitors to physical store locations and the high
0: saturation of stores, Individual stores were not able to perform as well as they once had. These problems contributed to Toys R Us ultimately going out of business. Indra worried about a similar future for PepsiCo, which inspired her to look deeper into the issue. It seemed to Indra and Roger that PepsiCo's fast food chains were cannibalizing each other, but they kept looking closer to see the full picture of the problem. At the time, PepsiCo
1: only owned about 50-60% to of their restaurants. The rest were franchised. A franchise is a joint venture wherein a company grants an individual the
0: right to use its name and idea. Franchises are most common among business chains like hotels, gas stations, gyms, and fast food restaurants, such as PepsiCo's three restaurants, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and KFC. Indra felt that the customer experience was key to the success of any one restaurant.
1: If you have a bad experience at a particular Pizza Hut, you're not likely to return to that location, reasoned Indra. There was even concern that bad
0: service might scare off repeat customers from all Pizza Huts. Indra and Roger felt that they needed to address the quality of service at their franchise locations. But PepsiCo was not in the labor management business. Indra said they realized they were not putting the right people in management roles in the restaurant division. She
1: said that often these were MBA graduates who knew nothing about restaurants and you really needed a restaurant person to run restaurants.
0: Here she used the business principle of identifying core competencies. Core competencies are resources or strategies that a company uses that give it a competitive edge in a particular market. According to Investopedia, quote, they're what the company does best and consist of the combined activities, operations, and resources that distinguish the company from competitors, quote. Two business academics, C.K.
1: Prolahad and Gary Hamill, introduced the idea of core competencies in the Harvard Business Review in the 1990s. Their article defined three conditions of a core competency. Core competencies must offer superior benefits to the consumer, must be hard for competitors to replicate,
0: and must not be offered by competitors anywhere else. Indra recognized that PepsiCo did not have an abundance of core competencies in their restaurant division, and that was turning into a huge problem for that arm of their business. So
1: in 1997, Indra and Roger devised a plan to spin off their restaurant division to shareholders. According to Investopedia, A spin-off is the creation of an independent company through the sale of an existing division of a parent company. The spun-off companies are expected to be worth more as
0: independent entities than as parts of a larger business. In Indra's biography, Annapurna wrote that the decision to restructure, quote, meant cutting down the company's assets from $30 billion to $20 billion in one move, but the risk paid off, end quote. Indra's approach was counterintuitive. Traditional models
1: always pushed for growth of both size and scale of the company, but this
0: move would shrink both. Convincing the board of directors at PepsiCo that this was the right decision was no small feat. And here we start to see the key business principle that drove Indra's success. Indra uses strategic
1: innovation in nearly all of her career and business choices. She approaches
0: the world in new ways, with a fresh vision, unafraid of breaking the mold. She was never worried that her plans were unconventional. If she thought it would be best to attend a co-ed college, that's what Indra was going to do. If she thought downsizing the company's operations would pay off, that's the idea she would propose.
1: Following her instincts in this way has allowed her to guide her own career with a strong, steady hand. This open-mindedness would also work to her advantage as a young executive, pushing for big ideas that
0: many might have considered too unorthodox and risky. Indra was very strategic with her presentation pitch for the proposal. Instead of jumping right to the conclusion, she and Roger walked the board members through their whole thought process. They showed them what the state of restaurant economics was like at that time,
1: Then they presented several options as to how to proceed in that economic landscape. When they played out each option, the solution became clear. The
0: company needed to spin off the restaurant division. The spin-off was the best possible solution, and the board of directors got behind the plan, helping to see it through to completion. The success of this proposal points to Indra's key business principle of innovative strategy and her excellent communication skills. Tricon Global Restaurants Incorporated
1: was created as the new parent corporation of the three PepsiCo restaurants. Tricon Global was a completely separate company from PepsiCo. Former PepsiCo president, Andrew E. Pearson, stepped in as chairman of the new
0: corporation. Tricon Global traded on the New York Stock Exchange with the symbol YUM, and in 2002, they officially changed the name of their company to YUM Brands to match the symbol. Another business principle is at play
1: here, too. And without it, the plan likely would never have been approved. Adaptability, or the ability to react to unexpected changes in business trends, allowed not only Indra, but all of PepsiCo to evolve. When the fast food market became oversaturated and business suffered, PepsiCo did not put up a fight to save their troubled business division. Instead of staying the
0: course, PepsiCo let go of the struggling division. Indra later said, quote, We're all in the same business today, the business of adaptability. Failure to adapt can be fatal, end quote. She also said that adaptability requires leaders to be flexible, open, and always paying attention.
1: One of the most interesting brands to follow for their impressive adaptability is Nokia. You may be surprised to know that Nokia, currently famous for being an electronics brand, got its start in the 1800s as
0: a pulp and paper company. As new markets emerged, Nokia expanded into the field of power generation in the early 1900s. Soon, they started manufacturing rubber and then entered another market, early telephone equipment. And they kept up with new trends as they surfaced, eventually entering the plastics, television, and computer markets. Indra said, quote, Adaptive leaders are good listeners. Good ideas come
1: from inside and outside. It's important to see the world through the eyes of
0: others, your customers, employees, and consumers. End quote. Indra had successfully convinced PepsiCo to adapt to the downswing in their fast food businesses by letting them go. But she was not about to settle for losing a third of the company's assets.
1: Indra wanted to keep adapting, keep innovating. Indra had a vision for PepsiCo that she hoped would
0: make the brand more relevant to a wider range of consumers. She wanted to diversify the PepsiCo portfolio, a business principle that helps expand business opportunities by entering new markets. Indra's new target market was breakfast. PepsiCo drinks had no customer appeal before
1: 10 a.m., And to Indra, the hours between 5 a.m. and 10 a.m. were a key market they were losing out on. So she set out to acquire Tropicana
0: Brands, which included its famous orange juice, among a number of other fruit juices. Tony Vento, beverage industry analyst, broke down some of the business benefits of the acquisition. Overnight, it vaults them into the number one uh,
1: position in orange juice gives them about a 35% market
0: share in the chilled juice segment and a 71% market share in the not-from-concentrate orange juice segment.
1: This was more than just a financially strategic move. This is the beginning of Indra's most impactful business principle, strategic design thinking. For Indra,
0: design wasn't just about packaging. It was about the whole product experience. She said, quote, I thought we had to rethink our innovation process and design experiences for our consumers from conception to what's on the shelf, end quote. She began to rethink the products that PepsiCo was putting out altogether. She wanted to place more focus on products that were good for people. Indra explained the strategy by looking at Fritos, another PepsiCo
1: brand that already had a reputation for being a less healthy snack food. Therefore, she said, quote, If you want to make a healthy product, you could not use the name of any other Frito brands. To call them Frito bars and expect customers to use it for breakfast would be crazy. They just did not have the right
0: association." She believed that there was a distinction to be made between foods that are fun for you, better for you, and good for you. And she wanted PepsiCo to offer all three. She added products like Sobi teas
1: with botanical ingredients, lightly sweetened and unsweetened Tezo teas, as well as Propel and Aquafina water brands.
0: Indra's strategic design thinking made her reconsider every element of her products and started to see the shortcomings in their brand's image. Indra knew that they needed a nutrition credential backed brand if they were going to break into the health food market.
1: This shift in product focus led Indra to consider acquiring Quaker Oats brand in 2000. After all, Quaker didn't just have a healthy image, they
0: had Gatorade. This would allow PepsiCo to break into the sports drink market. At the time, Gatorade held 80% of the shares in that category. Roger Enrico, who worked with Indra during the restaurant spinoff, was the
1: CEO at the time of the PepsiCo-Quaker Oats merger. He was eager to snap up Gatorade, saying...
0: Gatorade is the most important part of the portfolio that's being added into the PepsiCo uh, corporation. It is a powerhouse brand generating $2.1 billion in sales. In addition to Gatorade, Quaker had other health food products, including Quaker cereals and chewy granola bars, Stacy's Pita Chips, and Multigrain Sun Chips.
1: During this acquisition process, Indra's strategic design thinking introduced another important business principle that helped set her apart in her field. Indra wanted to focus on
0: performance with a purpose. Indra described this philosophy of performance with a purpose as a sort of mission statement that she wanted PepsiCo to live by. She said, quote, My honest belief is that corporations
1: are little republics in their own way. We have enormous influence in the world, but we cannot be guided purely by the earnings cycle, or we might end up adding costs to society. We have a profound role to play in society, and we have to make sure that we are constructive members of our society. Quote. For Indra, purpose meant three things. First, she wanted to make sure the company could provide a range of products, from fun
0: snacks to healthier options to give customers balanced and responsible choices. She also considered environmental sustainability. She wanted to use sustainable resources and make sure her company was doing what they could to leave the planet in better shape than when they found it. AP correspondent
1: Matt Small reported that PepsiCo is making a push to create a bottle made entirely out of plant material. Pepsi says down the road, bottle materials could come from items like orange peels, potato scraps, and other leftovers from its food business. The third focus of Performance with a Purpose was her PepsiCo team. It was important to Indra to know her employees were not just working to make a living, but that they were also able to have a life outside of work. So she began to
0: implement flexible schedules and more generous parental leave policies. Indra's days at Yale paid off here. She said Yale was where she learned to consider the whole picture before a conclusion can be made. That whole picture
1: included her employees, her team, She wanted to keep her team happy through the stressful negotiations for the Quaker Oats acquisition.
0: The Federal Trade Commission, an independent United States government agency that was formed to protect the U.S. consumer, was investigating the deal. Since PepsiCo owned Allsport, a similar sports drink to Gatorade, the FTC was concerned that the purchase would create a monopoly. Since Allsport held 3%
1: of the sports drink market and Gatorade held 80% of it, PepsiCo had no problem selling Allsport. With Allsport ready to be sold off, the FTC approved the merger between PepsiCo and Quaker. Sean Royal, Deputy Director, FTC Bureau of Competition, commented,
0: The commission voted uh, unanimously 4-0 to close the investigation. The investigation from the FTC definitely added some stress to the process for Indra, but she didn't want that stress to spread. She wanted to have the happiest work environment, and she would even study reruns of the Chicago Bulls championship games for teamwork strategies. She herself turned to prayer, flying to Pittsburgh to pray at her family's shrine. In
1: February of 2000, her hard work and strategic innovation paid off. She was promoted to Chief Financial Officer, which made her the
0: highest-ranking Indian-born woman across corporate America. She already had the successful spin-off of the restaurant division under her belt, and now the expansion of PepsiCo's product portfolio was well in its way. In just five years, Indra had already contributed so much to reshape PepsiCo and grow its business. She closed out the year with four continuous quarters of growth, with stock prices up 40% from the year before. In 2001, the Quaker Oats
1: merger deal closed successfully. Indra had helped bring a whole new set of brands under the PepsiCo banner.
0: Just like PepsiCo's stock prices, Indra intended to keep her career growing as well. She once said, quote, I'm sure a glass ceiling
1: exists, but it's both transparent and fragile, so you can break it. End quote. She wasn't sure what her fate at PepsiCo would be, but she felt
0: confident that it was going to be big. In September of 2006, at the age of 51, Indra and her co-CFO, Michael White, were both asked to step outside of a board meeting so the rest of the PepsiCo board members could decide which of them would take over as the company's new chief executive officer.
1: With nothing to do but wait, Indra and Michael caught a
0: showing of Jersey Boys on Broadway that afternoon. The conversation that took place in that boardroom changed not only Indra's life, but it changed history. Soon, the board appointed Indra Nooyi as CEO and president of PepsiCo. The first thing Indra did as the newly appointed CEO
1: was hop on a plane and fly to Cape Cod, where Michael had gone that week. He had been with the company for over a decade and was a longtime friend and
0: ally at PepsiCo. Michael was an important part of her team, and even though she had been selected over him as CEO, she wanted to make sure he would still stay on as vice chairman. She told him, quote, Tell me whatever I need to do to keep you, and I will do it. End quote.
1: In a piece for CNN Money, senior editor Betsy Morris described this dynamic. Morris wrote, quote, That kind of scene may be rare in the hyper competitive realm of C suites. But not at PepsiCo. Michael White was Pepsi's best operations man and would be an important advisor. End quote.
0: He decided to stay on as Indra's right hand man, and she always made it known how valuable he was to her. She even asked the board to raise his salary in order to offer him the most competitive deal to keep him at the company.
1: Family and community values have always been important to Indra, and that sentiment really comes through in her relationship with
0: Michael White. As CEO, Indra has taken a more international approach to business, focusing less on the U.S. and more on their business relationships abroad. She said, quote, "'You must be able to think globally and act locally.
1: Half of humanity lives east of the Middle East,' Western models cannot simply be applied to those markets because they differ culturally. Our businesses in those markets need to tailor products, business models, and
0: people practices to the local market. She said that the company must consider even the smallest details about other markets. For example, she pointed out that stores in India are very tiny, which makes it a challenge to offer a lot of variety.
1: Indra has said she spends multiple weeks at a time in any given city and visits different households while she's there, learning about the customer's needs and experiences. She believed that one must immerse
0: themselves in the country to really understand its market. Indra also spent some time conducting market research to compare and contrast the ways in which men and women enjoy their snacks differently. Indra wanted to see if there were any changes they could make to their products to make them more attractive to all consumers. Warren Levinson, AP correspondent, reported on Indra's findings and whether or not any new products would be coming from PepsiCo.
1: The other day, PepsiCo CEO Indra Nooyi told the radio show Freakonomics that women eat Doritos differently from the way men do.
0: They don't like to crunch too loudly in public, and, uh, you know, they don't lick their fingers generously.
1: She added the company's getting ready to launch a line of low-crunch, low-residue snacks, which led to widespread speculation that lady Doritos are around the corner. PepsiCo insists no, but admits it's working on packaging that would fit more easily into a purse. We already have Doritos for women, the company says in a statement. They're called Doritos. Warren Levinson, New York. Indra's attention to detail and her commitment to understanding the whole picture has helped her find the best way to bring about real changes
0: at PepsiCo. She said, quote, you must become much more open-minded. CEOs have to become learning CEOs, end quote. She listed the number of areas CEOs must stay up to date on, from leadership principles to management practices to new technologies.
1: She also said, quote, To be able to manage these young kids who are coming into PepsiCo, we have to be able to think digitally and be able to manipulate all this new technology.
0: End quote. Indra's ability to examine every situation and identify the micro and macro elements at play have given her a clear advantage throughout her career. Her innovative strategy has allowed her to approach a problem from new angles, to find solutions that no one else had seen. Indra
1: said, quote, I think the reason why PepsiCo has delivered so well is because we have a history of being very adaptable. We have changed the company when we needed to, in anticipation of megatrends. We have had the courage to make all the
0: right moves, and we have delivered, end quote. Indeed, Indra continues to deliver as the current CEO of PepsiCo. In 2006, Indra was named Fortune Magazine's most powerful woman in business. And in 2008, Forbes named her the third most powerful woman in the world. However, Indra recently decided
1: it's time to move on. She announced that she'll step down as CEO in October 2018 and remain chairman through early 2019. She said, quote, being a CEO requires strong legs, and I feel like I ran two legs of a relay race, and I want somebody else with nice strong legs and sharp eyes to come and lead this company. End quote. Similar to her decision to spin off PepsiCo's restaurant business in the 90s, Indra knows that sometimes the best thing for a business is to let something go. Indra has expressed interest in entering politics, hoping to find a way to serve and give back to her community. She said, quote, After PepsiCo, I do want to go to
0: Washington. I want to give back, to work for no money for four or five years, end quote. Indra remains active in the business world outside of PepsiCo as well. She is regularly named on Forbes Most Powerful People lists and serves as a successor fellow at Yale Corporation. She also serves as a board member of the International Rescue Committee and the Lincoln
1: Center for Performing Arts in New York City.
0: Above all else, Indra has remained committed to her family and her faith, but PepsiCo is also part of the family now.
1: On a 2010 trip home to India, when she was about 55, Indra said her mother's friends all came to visit one day. While they were there, they all complimented Santha on raising such a good kid. Indra said none of them paid her any attention at all.
0: All the compliments were for her mother. This moment made her realize that she too worked with many wonderful people whose parents she wanted to thank. When she returned from India, she wrote to her employees' parents, thanking them for their contribution to PepsiCo, quote, through the gift of their son or daughter, end quote.
1: She said, quote, it unleashed emotions that were unbelievable, creating an emotional bond among the executives, their parents, and
0: me, end quote. Indra's success has been characterized by this type of care and her core family values, Both have been important to her ever since her time as a young woman at university. She is a perfect blend of hard work and humility. And there's no telling where those skills will take her next.
1: We've been listening to a great podcast called Inflection Point, It
0: isn't a ParCast podcast, but as listeners of Great Women of Business, we think you'll like it. Hear the stories of how women rise up on Inflection Point, hosted by Lauren Schiller. To hear how women rise up, find Inflection Point with Lauren
1: Schiller on Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, NPR One, and all the podcatchers. And subscribe to Inflection Point today.
0: Thanks for listening to Great Women of Business. If you want to listen to any previous episodes of Great Women of Business, you can find them on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify, or on our own website, parcast.com, spelled P-A-R-C-A-S-T.com.
1: If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, or tell us what you think on social media.
0: We're on Facebook and Instagram as at Parcast. And Twitter at Parcast Network. It seems simple, but it really helps our show. In the meantime, go break some glass ceilings.
1: Great Women of Business is produced by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media and is part of the Parcast Network. Sound designed by Ron Shapiro with production assistance by Carly Madden, Maggie Admire, and Paul Mahler. Great Women of Business is written by Lisa Fry and stars Molly Brandenburg and Vanessa Richardson.
0: The innovative model at Western Governors University was designed to fit into the lives of busy adults. WGU is affordable and their degrees are current and relevant, so you'll get the skills and credentials employers are seeking. Get your
1: $65 application fee waived at wgu.edu greatwomen.
0: If you're like my aunt and find payroll and benefits too big a hassle at your small business, look into Gusto. Modern technology does the heavy lifting, so it's easy for you to get it right. Plus, to help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited-time deal. Sign up today, and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash women. That's gusto.com slash women.